Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Tetvav. We'll begin at the Mishnah on the bottom of Yudal Ramabet. Says the Mishnah, Amar Rabbi Yosi, Maaseh b'tinokat she'adal l'melot mayim min ha'ayin. There's a story with a girl uh, who went to fill up water from the well, Vinenza, and they violated her. They someone someone forced their relations. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Benuri. Rabbi Yochanan gave a psak on the girl. Because after she did, it happened to her, she, what we want to know, she's allowed to marry Kohen, or maybe she's Pasul, she has to marry Yisrael. Says Rabbi Yochanan Nuri, Im novan in the If most of the people of the city are allowed to marry Kohen, which means that the majority of the, of the place is Jews and regular Jews, not Mamzerim, then... She can marry Kohen because we go with the Rav, seemingly. Who's Rabbi Yochanan we going like? In other words, in our previous Machloket, who's he going like, right? If assuming that the girl says that she knows who it is, Right now, by the way, Tosfot throws in that um, the case has, you know, what the case is. The question is, how do we know that she was raped? Is it because she told us, or is it, or, or is it that she, is it because she told us, or do we know independently? But either way, either way, uh, we're going to clarify the other story. So we want to know if he's, if if Rabbi is going like Rabban Gamliel. Who says that we trust the girl? She says she knows who it was, right? Because he says a woman keeps a chazaka. Since we assume that beforehand she was a, a, a kosher miracle, and why should we take it away from a safek? Rabbi goes with that. And even if even if so, even if most people were going in, it should be okay. And he could be sure. And if he's going, I could be sure. I feel if you go like a Bishua, then even if you have most people to be uh, Kishirim, it still wouldn't be good because uh, Bishua doesn't hold it. He says, Right? Yeah. The story happened around the wagons of Sipori. Now, wagons of Sipori means that there was people coming from out of town. And therefore, it's not just the people in the town who could have had relations with her, it could be people from out of town. And therefore, that makes two roves. Like if Ami explains the Mishnah, and he says, when he looks about that Mishnah, he says, talking about a case when there was a group of people passing through. So it says, it says the Gemara, you think the Amar of Yanni because of Yanni says developed a person who has relations on the wagons is allowed to marry Kohen. Does that mean you have to have relations on the wagons? What we meant was at the time the wagons comes. The fact that the wagon comes means that we have two roves. What does it mean, two roves? You have most of the people in the city who are allowed to marry Kohen. That's rov number one. Plus, you could add in another rov 
from the people who are on the wagons, which are also ma- mainly allowed to marry Kohen. A double rov is why it's allowed. Okay? What'd you say? What do wagons mean? There's a caravan. The old days people used to come with a caravan. So the caravan means a whole crew of people, another 50 people came to town, and all those people are also kosher uh, lakuna. Okay? Yes. Are, are allowed to marry Kohen as well, yes. Aval, pireshechad mitzupori ubal, but according to what we explained, that means that let's say we know that somebody left Tzipori and, and had relations with her. So we, we didn't say what the case was. You know, did she walk into a den of people and they, they raped her there? Or did it happen uh, Did it happen that someone left the town? Because someone left the town, there's different rules whether the person of the majority or the thing of the majority is in its own place or the thing left its place. In general, when you leave its place, it's you go with the you go with uh, rov. But if it if it stays in its place, it's it's like fifty fifty, and we don't go, we don't have a rov. But we want to say But if somebody left Tzipori and had relations, have shetuki, then the kid would be a shetuki. Now the reason would be a shetuki is because since you know he, he the guy came from Tzipori, you only have one rov. Right? And if you only have one rov, Rabbi Yochanan Benuri would not let. He's only letting if there's two rovs. Okay? That's what we're claiming now. Kiha, dichiater of Dimi, Amar Ziiri, Amar of Khanina. Like when Ziiri came, Dimi came, he said the name of Ziiri, he said the name of Khanina. But Amila, Amar Ziiri, Amar of Khanina. Holchim achar rov ha'ir, ve'en holchim achar rov siwa. We follow the majority of the city, but not the majority of the people that come in. Amar says, why? We should we should like if anything you should follow the majority of the visitors who come in because they're not in one spot. The other guys are kavua. Ella, that must not be what he said. What did he really say? Ella, holchim We go after most of the cities. What really meant to say is that we only follow the rov of the city if you have an extra rov, like we just said. We don't follow most of the city alone. If it's most of the city without an extra thing, it doesn't work. We don't follow most of a visiting group alone. My time, what's the reason? Why won't we follow a visiting group alone? Let's say we know, let's say we know the guy who had came from, someone saw that he came from the visitors, from the, from the caravans. Why won't we follow that alone? Those guys are moving. Technically, those guys should be better than the guys in the city because the city, they're kavua. They're, everyone's in their own house. And therefore, when you're kavua, we say 50-50. But the guys in the caravan are better than that because they're not in their own place. When someone's not in your own place, we do follow the rov. As you're going to see soon in the case of the meat. I'll show you that there's a rule. Kol kavua kemechza dami. Anything one is in their place, we only say it's 50-50. But when they leave your place, we say we go with the, with the majority. So over here, the people in the city are in their place, whatever that means. They're in their homes. But the people who are coming from far are not in their place. And therefore, if they're not in their place, so we should be able to follow the role of, of, of them alone. So the law should be that when you leave the city, 
let's say the guy who raped her left the city, we should say, oh, that's no good because we say 50-50. But if you left the crew of people in the wagons, then we, if the rapist we know left the crew of wagons, then we should be fine. Right? You're right. Morris says, really, you should be fine. But we make a gezira where we don't allow the girl to get married if the, if the rapist left the wagons because we're afraid in another case, if a different case would happen when the rapist left the city, you might say, oh, last time we allowed it when she left the wagons or the, with the rov, maybe we'll allow this one also since we're worried about that. We will not let. Okay? The rov hayinami if he left her, if he left his house to go after her, called Bishmur of Avarish. No, why is this another question? Assuming the rapist left his house to find this girl at the well, so the rapist left his place. The rule is when, when, when you have a robe and one of the things leaves the robe, like the case of the meat we're going to come up soon with, where there's a piece of meat that went from one of the nine butcher stores in town that are kosher, and only one non-kosher, and the piece of meat left the butcher store to go, we're allowed to rely on the, on the robe. Here too, this guy, this bad rapist, left his place of raw of Jews, and he went to rape her, so we should follow the rov. Or it says, you're right. And, right? The, the reason why is because he, because the only reason why we need it, so, so we're asking, uh, the case was, because we don't know how it happened. So it could be that she went to him, even though he went, even though she, we know the case was that she went to the well. We don't know where exactly the incident occurred. So since he could have uh, lured her into his home or something like that, or into, his, into some place where he's kavua, therefore, it's, since it's a safek, if that was the case, we have to worry that maybe it's 50-50, and therefore we cannot rely on it. And, and she's not allowed in that case alone. Why do we need two rows? We learned in a famous Brita, you know this case. Let's say you have nine butcher stores in town. They only sell kosher meat. One of them sells a halal meat. And you bought meat from one of the stores. You don't know which one you bought it from, right? You sent a kid to buy meat and he doesn't know which store he went to, right? So it's 50 50 because the butcher stores didn't leave their place, right? They're in the same spot and you went to it, Kavua, 50 50. But if you walk down the street and you find a package of meat unmarked and you don't know which of the butcher stores it came from, then then you can follow the rov and you're allowed to eat the meat even though it might be from the halal store, you're allowed to eat the meat. right? If so, you see it's only one majority over there. Why do we say over here you need two majorities? You should only need one majority. Are you with me, guys? Hello? You with me or not really? Okay, good. Good. Maybe you'll answer me say, no, in the case of the, of, the, of the nine stores, maybe there is two majorities. Why are there two majorities? Because, um, 
we're talking about a case where the doors of the town are not locked. Maybe you could have some kosher meat that comes from outside the town. Because let's assume, thank you so much, let's assume that, uh, out, that the, the, the state also has a majority of, um, of kosher stores. So if meat could have came from outside the town. You have two roves, rov in the city and rov in the state. Maybe that's the case where it's okay, and there is two two rows. So don't. Maybe you want to answer me. No, I'll tell you that the case is talking about two rows also. It can't be. says even if you have a siege on the city or there's a COVID and no one's allowed in the town, still the halacha is that it's mutar. Even though there's only one rov, Mar says you're right. But mala you're right. When it comes to meat, we could be lenient because it's a piece of meat. But when it comes to marriage, we're extra strict on who you, uh, on the, that a kohen could marry only special people, only people that are for sure good, and therefore we only we need, we need two rovs. But by a regular case, you're right. One rov is enough. Says Magufa. Once you mention this case. Anything that's in its place is 50-50. Uzeira says a new thing. He says that's true. Even if you're being lenient. In other words, 50-50 is usually a strict case. Like in the case of in the case where the girl went to the rapist, it's 50-50. We're being strict. In the case where you went into the store to buy the meat as opposed to finding it, we're being strict. We're saying it's 50 you don't have a robe, you can't use the meat. In what case is it, is it lenient? So, how does know If you want to tell me he knows it from the case of two of nine stores, they all sell slaughtered meat, and then one sells nebelah meat, and he bought from one of them, and he doesn't know where he bought it from, it's if you find it in the town, and then you go after the rov, that can't be, they were being strict, right? We're looking for a case where it's lenient, that case we're being strict, we're telling you if you walked into the store, it's 50-50. Ela, another case, you have nine Svardeyas, which are now the rule is if you touch a sheritz, you can become tamerified. But if you touch a non sheritz, like a svardeya or a frog, you're not you're not uh, tamerified. So if you have nine svardeim and one sheritz echad medem v'nagabe echad mehem, and you touch one of them, you don't know which one you touch. Svekot tamer, it's tamer, because generally we say safek tuma is tamer. I said, no, Hatem Naman over there also were being strict because you went to one of them. So Morris says, no. Let's say the other way around. You have nine non-kosher ones and one Svadeya. You touch one of them, you don't know which one you touched. If you're in private property, the rule is um, in public property, we say Yitahor. Even though it's nine to one. Now, in general, we would follow the majority and say nine to one, you should be Tameh. But here we're calling it 50 50 to be lenient. Safek to Mutar. Okay. Umidurayta Minalan. Where do we see from the Torah this rule 
okay, of Rav Zera's rule that we could be lenient with it. It's a very big thing. Because we're telling you now that if the guy goes to the Beit HaMikdash, he's allowed to go to the Beit HaMikdash like this. How can he go to the Beit HaMikdash like this? Midoraita is in danger of, of making everything Tameh. How could the Toraita allow, allow a guy who touched one of these nine, one of these ten animals that nine of them are non-kosher, he touched it in, on King's Highway, and you're going to let him go to the Beit HaMikdash Midoraita? How could it be? Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, the Aravlo v'kamalaf. It says if a person hates his friend and he gets and he and he plots against him and he kills him. Now when it says it plots, it means you have to know who you're trying to kill. But if you try to kill a different guy that you didn't want to kill, then you don't get killed. Right? Rabbanan. What about Rabbanan? Rabbanan disagree. Rabbanan hold. The, the Rabbanan disagree. They say if you try to kill one guy, kill a different guy, you're, you're chayav anyway. What do they say? Amri Debei Prad the Zorek even the Gav. They say the Pasuk is coming to exclude a case of if a guy throws a rock into a group of people with, with Jews and Goyim and you kill the Jew, that over there you don't get killed because it could have hit somebody else. What's the case? If it's nine Goyim and one Jew, typically the Rubat Kananim, you know. Let's ask the question because most of the Makananim, the reason why he's patur is because Rov Goyim. In, in Betim, we can't kill you for killing a Goy. Inami Palgo Palga. Maybe they'll put you in jail, but they can't, they can't kill you. Inami Palgo Palga. Also, if it's 50 50, Safek Nefashot Lake. Safek Nefashot, they can kill you. Safek Nefashot, we're lenient, right? So, therefore, even 50 50. And we know we don't kill him because safek nefashot, you can't miss it. Anything safek on a death penalty, we're always lenient. So where's the, where's the proof to this rule that we said that midoraita, we, we, we're allowed to follow this rule? Let's say you have nine Jews and one knani benehem, the havale kavua, knani kavua. But the knani is Kavua. Over there, it's Kavua. Since the Kanani is stuck in his spot, so it's 50-50, even though it's 9-1 to one that you should kill the guy, but since the Kanani is Kavua, it comes 50-50 and we won't kill the guy. That's the case of Midoraita, where it works. Okay. Itmar, we learned. What's your question? Say it again. Safek the right to the No, not in Safek, not over here because it's 50 50. Itmar. Rav Chiyabar Ashi Amar. Halacha Kerb Yossi. The Halacha follows Rav Yossi. What does that mean? Halacha follows Rav Yossi. That means that, um, that the girl is allowed to marry Kohen. Rav Chanan Barav Amarav Haita. According to the second opinion, no, we're not saying halacha is like Yossi. He's doing the opposite. He's he's saying that only in that time they let the girl marry a kohen. But in general, the girl's asur. If she if she got raped, we don't know who it was. Okay, so there's two different opinions. Is either the halacha is like that, or 
No, it's only it was only that time. It's, we never follow that. How could you say that we follow that? Don't we say that you need two rovs? Didn't we learn it in the Mishnah? Now, that, that means that we had other reasons why we allowed it. It could be in that case there were other reasons why they allowed it. That's how, that's how they're explaining why the rabbi said only in that time. So, Rabbi Yemi asks, well, you said we don't need two rows, but didn't we learn? Let's say you find an abandoned kid. If most of the people are goyim, right? You assume he's a goy. In Rav Yisrael, Yisrael, Mechsel, Mechsel, if it's 50-50, you treat him like a Jew. When we said we treat him like a Jew, right? So Rav says that means that you have to you have to take care of him. When it comes to letting him get married, Rav said you're not allowed to, you can't use him as Yisrael. Okay? What did you say? I don't, I don't, one second, let me, I can't hear you clearly. Oh, no, 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 the kid is, is younger than, uh, well, let's say it's a girl. Okay? Or maybe the kid's younger than the thing, or maybe the father didn't do it, we don't know. Right? Good question, though, right? Shmuel Amar, it's coming to up. Coming to question is what happens? The kid gets older, and unfortunately, he's in a uh, uh, an avalanche. <coughs> we don't know if he's dead or not. And it's Shabbat. You're not allowed to move the rocks on Shabbat, but he might be Jewish, right? So over here, we assume that he's Jewish, and we can uh, we can break Shabbat for him to updo the thing. But you see. That Rav explained this Mishnah that that it's not enough, right? It's only for that. It's not for getting married. So how can he say you go right? Because in this case, Rav just said that it's on, that we only we're not letting you get married like that. We're oh, we're, oh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna in the Safek, we're gonna break Shabbat for you, but not to get married. So you see that Rav did not rely on that Mishnah. How can we say in the Mishnah that Rav goes like Rabbi Yochanan Minuri? You see, it's not true. Ishtimuta Hadam Rabbi Huda Marav You forgot it fits well because since in the case over there there was a um, there was a, a wagon load of Jews coming from outside, therefore you have two roofs. And therefore, it fits perfectly with the Mishnah, because the Mishnah was talking about two robes, mm-hmm. and therefore it's fine. Right? So basically, one robe is not enough for Yuxin, and two robes is fine. Okay? Now we have another thing. What about the second version, who said that in the case where we relied on, we allowed the girl to get married, it was a special ruling for that time because the rabbis had other information why they allowed the girl. If so, how do you deal with this case? Right? Because why did Rav say that one majority is okay to, uh, to allow the kid to, to be alive and not for this? 
In other words, assuming that you said that the halacha is like a, a special ruling, and we allowed it at that time, so that means that in general not. So then what do you do with this case? How can we allow it? Mand matniha lo matniha. Or says, you're right. Rav Hanan who said this rule, didn't, didn't, didn't hold that we're talking about the wagons of Sipori, right? In other words, if you say, if you say that there's two majorities, then why do you need a special ruling? Mar says, you're right. Either you say it was two majorities, or you say it was a special ruling. But if you say it's two majorities, you don't need a special ruling. Are you with us? Well, I think I lost you guys. I haven't heard any mm-hmms from Shimshin or Victor. You guys there? I hear you. What'd you say? You follow? Victor, you with us? Yes. I'm, again, we have a problem with the Mishnah. The, we had just explained the Mishnah is talking about these two separate majorities, one from the wagon and one from the town, right? And with two majorities being lenient. But there was another rabbi who said that the Mishnah is only talking about a case where there's a special case where we have other information why we're allowing the girl. Now, what did he, why does it have to be special information, that, other information that, we're married, we're married, that we can marry, let the girl get married? If there's two majorities, what's wrong with going with two majorities? Mars says, you're right. Man matniha lo matniha. The rabbi who wrote this didn't write that, which means it's either, either there's two majorities or, there, or there's or there is a special case, but you don't need both. You don't need to say both things. The same rabbi didn't. Each, there's two rabbis trying to get out of the problem with the Mishnah. One rabbi gave one answer, one gave the other answer, but they don't agree with each other. Gufa. Now we're going to talk about that case. If you found a baby thrown left in the city, you don't know who it is. If it's mostly going, it's a goy. If it's 50-50, we assume it's a Rav said, that's only if you want to, to, to take care of the guy, to, make sure, to, to give him food. When it comes to getting married, we still won't let him. Shmuel disagrees. He says, no, he says, it's even talking about uh, to, to break Shabbat for the kid. So for the kids, Safek Shabbat, yes, we'll send the Hatzalah out to take care of him because uh, we assume that he's Yehudi. I thought he says that we don't follow Pikoch Nefesh majority, and therefore we, we always say, even if we're not sure for the majority, why do you need a majority? Why would Shmuel have to say you need a majority to say that we let the kid to break Shabbat? Even if we're not sure, we should, we should follow the majority. Can't be. In other words, even if we're not sure, even if it's if it's uh, a, we should not we should follow him. even if it's not sure even if it's one percent we have to save we have to save him right even if you're ninety nine percent the guy's dead you save him so to here even if it's ninety nine percent of the guy's goy you still should save him Shmuel is talking about the ratio what's the ratio it says if it's mostly goyim then we should goyim right that was the case remember and Shmuel said that. Shmuel said, when it comes to, we assume he's a goy, but not when it comes to uprooting, breaking Shabbat. Even though most of the people of the town are goyim, we assume that this kid was a Jew, and we'll break Shabbat to get him out anyway, because since he's a fake, we should break Shabbat. Even if it's a fake, 
of Yisrael being there. Okay? Say it again. What? what most Jewish women will get stuck in a, in a pile of rocks? No, people could leave kids. The, 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 you know, Rabbi, Rabbi, um, Rabbi Beryl Wine's father-in-law, well, there was a story, situation, he was left, by, he was left in the street. The Chafetz Chaim took him in. Yeah, yeah, there's stories, unfortunately. Whatever. Anyway, what what chidush, what halacha are you telling me from the case of mostly goyim? That he's a goy. When we say, when we say it's mostly goyim, it means that we, when we take care of the guy, we're allowed to feed him McDonald's. We don't have to go to Jerusalem to get him food. If it's mostly goyim in the town, we can buy him food from McDonald's. Why do I have to spend that money? You with me, Victor, or no? Right, we're telling you, what, what's the halakha that comes out from mostly goyim? It's mostly goyim, you're allowed to feed him McDonald's. Im rov yisel yisel, what's the halakha if it's mostly Jews, we can keep it To return his lost object. You don't have to, with a Jewish person, uh, with a goy, you could also, if you want, return the lost object, it's a good thing to do. But by a Jew, you have to watch the guy's uh, cat, birds forever. Guy leaves you a bird, you have to take care of it. You have to go and spend your time returning the guy's lost object. You, assuming it's, it's, it's Rov, Jewish town, you found, let's say this baby that you found grows up, it's mostly a Jewish town, and now the baby lost his uh, cow and he went overseas. You're going to have to watch that cow for a year until he comes back. You don't want to watch it. You say, ah, he's probably a goy. No, if it's mostly Yisrael, you have to assume he's a Yisrael. Right? If we say it's 50 50, we call Yisrael. What halacha is that coming to tell you? That's referring to Nizikin, damages, which means that. What's the case? If, let's say, this kid, grow, the baby grew up, and, out, and my ox hurt, it hurt its dak. Let's say one of our cows gored his cow. Now he comes to Bez and he says, I want money. Oh, you want money? I don't have to pay you. It's my cow did it. Well, so, but the Basuk says, if, if you, you, your cow damages your neighbor's cow, you have to pay. He says, yeah, pr- proof, prove that you're a Yehudi and then I'll pay you. You can't prove you were found in the street. I don't have to pay. Well, says, look, Sricha. The case is that his cow hit our cow. Right? Palga Mishalem. Now, the rule is when a goy damages, he has to pay full damages. When a Jew's cow damages, he only pays half damages. Right? So. So the, the, the baby's, the grown-up baby's cow uh, damaged another guy, and the guy says, okay, pay full. So what does he do? The guy pays half, and then when he comes to the other half, he says, oh, 
prove that I'm prove that I'm a goy and I'll pay the other half. Since you can't prove it, I'm, uh, uh, right? I'm paying only half. When, when you bring the proof, I'll give you the other half. Okay. So he says, tomorrow we're going to start the next parak. Everything clear, guys? Okay. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Amen. Amen.